welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build your company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. If you like this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Today, I'm sitting down with Joss Tarker. Tark R. I should get that right the first time. Author, real estate investment broker, and founder of Rec Canada. Joss, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm amazing, Gary. Thank you so much for having me, my man. Um, I always like to say to people that doesn't matter how you pronounce my name, just call me, get in touch with me. Um, so thank you. Uh, and, and, and just a big kudos to you, man, because uh, I myself am a content creator. I produce a little over 15, 20 pieces of content on all the, all the platforms. And, and, and I know how hard it is, man, and, yeah. and the effort that you need to put in um, and the consistency. And so just a big, big kudos and congratulations to you for spreading positivity and optimism, man. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. This is great. So, um, so for my listeners who are not familiar with what you do and who you are, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Um, well, I love long walks on beaches, and no, um, <laughs> so I, I'm 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 a, a an entrepreneur, really kind of a salesman at heart. I've been mm -hmm. doing uh, um, like sales and and in the industry of sales and service for 25 years, um, like formally for 25 years, but. Look, I think, I think, you know, I have a two, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, two little boys. And I think my four-year-old specifically is probably the best salesman I've ever come across because he just doesn't take no for an answer. And he figures out different ways to get what he wants. He's so persistent. And I think we all were like that, right? As kids, but somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, we, we, we were either told that this is not the way to do it, you should stop asking for things, or you're asking too much. Um, and, and then we got insecure, right? As we get older, you get insecure because you start to realize certain things about your behavior, your characteristics, or physically. And, and, and then you start to kind of, you start to shy away from, from speaking to the world. And for me, I just never stopped it. I was that six-year-old kid that loved the time when, when, when teachers would, would say, okay, who wants to go knock on doors and, and try to sell ornaments? I was like, I would be the first one. Who wants to work the book fair? I'm the first yeah. one. Like, and, and look, I mean, looking back now, I'm 38 years old, there was a pattern, not only a pattern because I liked speaking with people and so on and so forth, but there was also a pattern. I probably just wanted to get out of class, like, because I didn't learn that way. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't uh, interactive enough for me, right? Like I'm watching a teacher on the board and they're, 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 they're dictating something to me. That's just not the way that I learned. In fact, as I grew older into my, into my like teenage years, the, the courses and the classes that I did really well at Yuri were the ones that were the teacher would stay back with me. Mm -hmm. and spend that one-on-one -on -one time with me because I needed that. I needed that extra time with, with teachers. And so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 
huge avid uh, like learner. I still to this day consume um, a lot of, you know, before it was reading books. Now it's audio books and podcasts because I like to apply, I, I like to apply net, N-E-T, like no extra time. So while mm-hmm. I'm driving, while I'm just going for a walk, I can throw on the headphones or listen because I got a 40 minute drive in to yeah. work, 40 minute drive back out. And I, I like to, I like to consume as much positive information as I can, especially at the time of this recording. I mean, there's a lot of negativity going on. And, and if it wasn't a lockdown because of a pandemic, it would be something else. Right. And so I, I'm always, always, I should do a food diet, as you can tell, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely have always been on a news diet. I really don't know much. You and I were talking off air about cases and, and, and numbers and stuff. I really don't pay any attention to it because yeah. it's not in my control. And so I'm a big, big believer of, of living in what you can control mm-hmm. because everything else, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, you can only really move the needle in, in, in the, from the aspect of what you can control. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you. So it's what I like so far that you already mentioned that. So you're very prolific in it seems like everything in your life, which is absolutely amazing. What is what I've noticed a lot of people right now are happening is they're being overwhelmed by, let's say, like whatever their life is, and then the pandemic on top of it. So in everything that you're doing, how do you maintain your your drive and this marathon that you're doing with a lot of different areas in your life? Um, there's a couple of things. Um, a, um, I'm, I'm very grateful. Like, I'm sitting here with Yuri from Boston right now. Like, you know, like look, my world has taken me all over the place. I say my world, right? Has mm-hmm. taken me right around the world. And, and, and so I'm very grateful. I, I hit the lottery long time ago, right? Like, which was my parents moving to Canada um, uh, from India. Um, and my father was a taxi driver. My mother was a factory worker. And for me, um, being born in Canada in a very multicultural country, specifically in the city of Toronto, which is not the capital, um, but it's definitely the financial heartbeat of the country. And sometimes I get razzed on because I think Toronto is the best, but you know, I'm obviously biased. I'm born and raised there. Um, and we had a great basketball team last year. So that's always an added on plus. Um, but for me, uh, uh, I, as I mentioned, I hit that lottery, man. Like my parents, uh, I'm a son of, there's three, three boys. I'm the youngest. Um, so having two older brothers is always a healthy reminder, right? That you're closer to the bottom than you are to the top. Um, but just loved on a consistent basis. My parents, both of them, never, never really reprimanded me for not going past high school or even in school. They said, just do your best, try your best. Like there is something, like my father would say it a lot to me, like, there's something that you're going to be really good at. And he didn't really know the concept of going all in on it, but he's like, we'll find out, we'll figure it out. It's obviously not going to be school. You can tell by your grades. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not like, like, you don't even really care. Like I didn't really care, but he didn't let me get away with just not going to class. Like I did get you know punished for that kind of stuff, but um, just a lot of love. I'm very grateful, man. So even, even in times like this, or if you know, I'm in real estate sales and, 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 and we run a pretty big organization here, myself and my business partner, um, if things don't go our well, like our way, we got a client doesn't do a deal or we had a big event we put on and it failed. Like, man, I got two boys. I got, a, I got two healthy boys. I got a lot of family. Like I'm just, I live in gratefulness 
consistently mm-hmm. throughout the day. And that just keeps me motivated. Now everything else is a bonus. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's absolutely a fantastic way to look at it and to think through. So uh, let's get into then your, what you're doing now. What, so you, you've talked about you being a sales, let's say into sales most of your life. What got you into real estate now and, and particularly being an investment broker? Yeah, so so it's been 15 years that I've been an investment broker and um, uh, I've always liked real estate investing. So my parents, not a lot of education, like grade four education for my mom, grade eight or grade nine. Um, I've been being asked, so I can ask my dad exactly which grade, but back home in India, like it's, it's no, nobody really keeps track of these things, man. Um, and so um, the one thing they, they knew though um, is to buy real estate buy real estate and rent it out. And so my, like my direct family, my parents, mm-hmm. my cousins, my uncles, it's, it was always around. So I understood the concept, you buy it and then somebody else pays your mortgage. So you're not actually paying the mortgage. Now there's a lot of intricacies involved in, 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 in renting out properties. And well, we can talk about that uh, ad nausea, but where, where, what, what drove me into real estate was that I always wanted to be an investor. I wanted to invest in real estate. I understood that wealth is created. And this is like in my 18, when I'm about 18, 19, I really wanted to start investing into real estate, but I just didn't have the cash. I didn't have the education. And so I started selling cars, following that journey in sales and service. And I I was there for about three years. One of the best businesses that I've ever been in is in the car business. And Mm -hmm. after three years of that, I noticed that I was getting capped, right? Like, the guys that were there for 15 years, there was a ceiling on what they were making. And me being very ambitious, I was like, man, like, I don't, I don't see myself here for 15 years. And if I do, and I'm only going to be able to make that much, then this is not going to be for me for the long term. Funny how life works and the universe works. Cause I always like to say that like attracts like. So as I started to put that out in the world, get that feeling where it was like, okay, I want more. I want more. In one month, in 30 days, I sold four cars to real estate agents, okay? But not just any real estate agents, like uber successful real estate agents. So as they're buying their car, I get to see their credit applications. I'm seeing what they're making. I'm like, holy crap, like two out of the four, like all four just amazing people, very uh, 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 like willing to share. But two of them, English was probably their third language. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not real. Like I don't speak English that well but i much better than these guys i think i do i'm confident there i like people i know how to like be very passionate i am very passionate i can influence i get all that um but I, i'm gonna try my hand at real estate sales because i'm like looking at this credit application I'm like holy crap like and, and you know at that time you always think everything's easier right you think yeah. the grass is all clean um and so i i i registered to become um uh, uh to get my license in real estate what I thought I was also registering for was learn, learning how to invest. It was nothing even close to that. The book came in the mail and says, how to be a real estate agent. And I was like, okay, this is only that. I'm going to do it. I paid four or 500 bucks for it at that time. And so, and so I got into real estate sales. I got very lucky again. And it's, it, look, I mean, I'm not going to take away how hard I work, but there is some luck involved like with my parents and then I met a gentleman who took me under his wing um in 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 like actual sales of real estate so being a real estate agent um and at that time I did that for two years like really under his wing I was his right hand right hand man taught me a lot about the business and I started to meet other investors and I started getting into investing in real estate 
Yeah, wonderful. So then let's talk about your book then, because I know you also have a book that goes along with this. What was, what made you want yeah. to, and there it is, what made you want to, to write a book and to put that out there? It actually came out of necessity um, because that book is about all things on how to buy a home, sell a home, and, and invest a home. I, I got tired of answering the same questions over and over and over again. It came out of necessity. I said, look, yeah. um, I'm going to write a book about talking about, like answering all the questions that we get. And so what came out of it um, was, was, I'm actually going to teach people how to do it on their own because I don't want it to be a sales like a salesy book, like every mm -hmm. other page, call me, call that. That's just not who I am. Till this day, the content that I produce, the conversations I have, it's all like, I'm just going to give you the value and let karma play itself out. And so the book actually teaches people how to buy their own home, sell their own home and invest. There's no, I don't even charge for the book. It's free. There's no cost for it. There's a, a, an audio book for it. There's a, a, an ebook as well as a hard copy. So if any of your listeners ever want it, just uh, uh, get in touch with Yuri and I'll make sure I get that over to you. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, we'll get it over to you. Um, and so it came out of necessity. And, and, and in fact, what we realized is that people really have a lot of thirst. Like the, the, the thirst for real estate knowledge is so vast and, and intense. And what I mean by intense is like, if you look at the most viewed videos on YouTube, I'm going to say like real estate, there's like a it's real estate porn, I call it, right? Like, so, like people just want to get to see some of these luxurious homes, so on and so forth. But they also want to learn how to create wealth. And so yeah. the, I'm, we're in the process as we speak right now. We're probably about two to three months away from completing it. I'm writing a 2.0 version of that book, which is all investing. So we're going to dive into how to get started, how to build out a team, how to uh, what strategies to look at. Look, at the end of the day, and, and, and I'm not going to be selling that book. And, and so if somebody says, look, I don't want to read it, here's the, here's the nuts and bolts of it, really. The Reader's Digest version of the book, so to speak, yeah. which is yeah. build out a team, get educated, because that mitigates risk. But at the end of the day, you have to take the leap of faith because nothing is guaranteed. Gotcha. So that brings up a very good point. And you've already kind of tipped into my next question, which is people who want to get started. The best thing you said was to get educated. Obviously, reading your book, number one part, listening to your podcast. But, but besides that, what are there some, some tidbits or places that you recommend people go so they can educate themselves with this market? The, 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 the most interesting thing that I found about real estate investors is how, how much they like to share their story. Um, uh, I'm very lucky enough to have a pretty cool, like a pretty big Rolodex um, of, of real estate investors and entrepreneurs, business people, but even business people, not everyone likes it. Sales people, unfortunately, um, and I'm definitely not painting uh, everyone with the same brush. They don't necessarily like to share their successes and, and failures. It's more of a, a closed door policy, right? Like, I don't want to tell you what's working here because you're a podcast host as well. If I tell you what's working, then Joe Bull is going to listen to your podcast more than he'll listen to mine, right? My macro thought process on all that my, 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 is, is that the pie is big enough yeah. for everyone to eat. And if we run out of pies, we'll bake more. With real estate investors, though, what I found very unique and very interesting is damn do they like to talk and do they love to share their story do they love they love to tell you exactly everything that worked but also and the way that i personally learn is from mm -hmm. people's mistakes this way i can cut time in half right and so, so, so it's always 
there's a pattern in my life where I've always stuck close to mentors. Why? Because I knew I can cut my time in half. And so I had two, like other than my dad and mom, who are my big heroes, my, there's two mentors I had in my life that have propelled my success, right? Because they, they hit their head against the wall so many times. I didn't have to. So with real estate investors, to my long-winded answer to your question is get part of networking groups. Okay. investor groups okay um meetups is is what they kind of call them here in canada and the same i mean the same term but i don't know if you have real estate investor meetups but like now there's thousands upon thousands there's actually more during the lockdown slash pandemic than there was before because we can do these things virtually um and then once we get live like you gotta show up and you gotta go and ask questions and 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 look it's gonna be tough the first two three four times you go especially if you're like an introvert just know that everyone felt like that the first time they went. If you're listening right now, I promise you, if you go to a meetup, any other investor that is there, they are not like gonna hold all their secrets close to their chest. They're there because they want, they actually wanna learn still, um, but, but, but they actually wanna share. And so, and so just ask the questions. Hey, like what investment strategies do you implore? Um, what was the biggest mistake you made when you were getting started? Um, what, uh, 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 how do you get over financing hurdles? Those, and in my opinion, like this is quite tactical now, Yuri, but yeah, open-ended questions. So don't ask a close-ended question like, um, uh, Luke, do you own any properties? No. And now you can't go anywhere. So like, it's <laughs> what, you know what I mean? And so uh, I would say, okay, hey, Janae, what investment strategies have you done in the past? And then they can, you know, and then they can start answering. And I can tell you, um, that's probably the, the easiest thing and the easiest place to start yeah. because you're going to get all the information in one place. And then, and then, like I said earlier, you have to take action because I think the biggest mistake the biggest mistake I see investors make is because I'm all about education because as I mentioned, it mitigates risk, but then it's like, okay, I want to do all the strategies. So I want to do, I want to get into a pre-construction, like a new build condo. I want to do a multiplex. I want to do a single family home and uh, 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 some type of land development deal. Look, you should do them all because they're awesome and they're great and diversify and all that, but do one first. And then probably stick to that strategy. I don't care which strategy you choose. Stick to it though, excuse me, and do it a couple of times. Which means that if you chose, okay, I want to do only buildings with four units in them. So when a building that comes out with eight units, don't look at it. Don't get that shiny object uh, uh, syndrome, right? Like, okay, it's a new thing. Because what happens is, that's uh, that's the mistake that I see investors make. They go... they go to that new shiny object and then it's then they come up for reasons why they come up with reasons why they shouldn't invest there and then they never actually end up doing anything i've seen investors from when i met them to like 10 years later and they're still searching in 10 years here in the greater toronto area like this is just black and white facts this is not like me making up numbers or anything yeah. in the last 10 years if you bought a property for five hundred thousand dollars, it is now worth over one million dollars period like right it's probably worth more than that, but I'm going to give you the, the lower end of the appreciation. So it didn't matter what you bought. You could have bought like a garage here. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it doubled. So we also know in the last hundred years, this is greater Toronto area, mm-hmm. in the last hundred years, 
on average, every decade, on average, so sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little less, prices double. So just do one of the strategies. They all work. Yeah. In your so in your own investing, do you focus only on Toronto or do you have you expanded beyond Toronto? Yeah, so that's a great question. I personally only do we 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 have what's called the greater Toronto area here. Sure. It's a seven it's a fifty mile radius. Um I usually go say I usually say seventy five kilometer radius because we're Canadian, but right. it's a fifty mile <laughs> it's a fifty mile radius with about six point six almost seven million people now, right? Um, our immigration stats um, it, it tell tell us that we're going to have another two million people here in ten years, okay? And that's even like post pandemic, like we're still gonna we're gonna get there, okay? It was actually going to be a little bit more than two million, but I think it's safe to say now because the borders have been closed for the last six months or whatever it's been, we're 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 gonna get to about two million people. So for me, it's also the place I'm born and raised. So yeah. if you say uh, uh, Don Mills, if you say a street Don Mills, I know where on Don Mills is a good place. I also know where it's a bad place. I know where there's where there's population growth. I know where there's transit. For me. Put me anywhere. Put me in Boston right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm probably gonna go purchase something where there's transit because I know world real estate. In fact, in yeah. fact, the university that I'm sure we all know is Harvard. Is they did a study? I think it was about four years ago, and they did a study right across the world, and they looked at what happened to real estate when it was less than a 300 meter walk, three to 400 meter walk uh, uh, to uh, some type of major transit line. Mm -hmm. And right across the world, all the major cities right across the world, you could see that the values appreciated the most, but the rentability was at its best as well. Meaning the mm -hmm. speed at which you can get tenants over and over again, mm -hmm. and the fact that the, uh, uh, rents also appreciated the highest around transit. So for me, put me anywhere in the world, I know what I'm looking for, right? But I also only focus on the greater Toronto area because if you said, like, I don't even know, Boston Street's numbered there. Like are they, yeah, so if you said 32nd yeah, and 54th, if that, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, I guess it would be 32nd and 53rd Street. Um, uh, that wouldn't, that really wouldn't mean much to me. So I just stay like, I stay very, very focused uh, in the greater Toronto area. In fact, my company, I mean, there's where the company name is REC Canada, which means that we can help anybody Mm -hmm. right across our country from the perspective of introducing you to investor savvy real estate agents right across the country. But our team of 34 realtors, we focus and hone in on that 50 mile radius. Okay, excellent. Um, so I wish Boston was like gridded out like that. Unfortunately, it was all like cow paths. And so it's a giant mess to figure uh, out parts of Boston. What you described is more like New York, but, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a good illustration. Yeah, well, Toronto, the way. I, I, as I mentioned to you uh, um, off air, I was in Boston not too long ago. It's very similar to Toronto. It has a very <laughs> similar feel to Toronto. Um, we don't have numbered streets here as well. And I wish we did because it would make life easier because if when you come here and I say, go to Don Mills and Shepherd, you're like, what the heck, where is this? You know? And so, and then, and then what comes North or South? Like I believe the numbered system is a lot easier anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But it I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'm curious then with, with your focus right now, let's say greater Toronto area, how are you thinking about what's going to happen post COVID? Because a lot of cities right now are experiencing an exodus of, of people because they can live remotely. Like San Francisco is a good example. People are leaving because rent's high. They don't need to be there. Is, is Toronto, yeah. let's say, experiencing that? And how are you thinking about property values 
five, 10 years from now with that? Yeah, so is Toronto experiencing that right now as we sit? Yes, we are. We're starting to see people move out of the downtown core and get into home, uh, get into areas where they can get a little bit more land. Like any urban um, urban city in the in the world, values are highest right in like the downtown core, and then it usually spreads out from there. And so you 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 always drive till you qualify, right? However, right. my personal opinion, and I love that the fact that these are recorded because we can go back to it right but my personal opinion for, for for the gta the greater toronto area we the one problem we have here is traffic it's bad okay um and so the people that are rushing out right now i think they're going to regret it i think they're going to regret it because it's happened in the past before where we started to see people move out out of the downtown area but in the last decade we saw everybody come back in why because what should take 20 minutes when there's no one like on a Saturday or a sun, call it a Sunday afternoon, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. During the week, it's an hour and 20 minutes, especially when it snows here. Like we get, we get some heavy snowfalls. And oh, so yeah. it's an hour, 30 minutes. I, it takes me 35 minutes to get in, like on a, like during COVID right now, we're calling it COVID traffic. Um, you have, it takes about that 30, 35 minutes. But when it snows, sometimes I'm like, it takes me close to two hours to get in, right? I'm only going to, I'm only going to be okay with that for a little bit because what happens now is what it's lifestyle, right? Like now it's three hours. I'm on the road a day. Mm-hmm. And then one of the partners in the, in the household say, honey, like it's too much. You're not home at this time. I don't get to see you and you don't get to spend time. Okay. You know what? It's worth it. If we spend an extra couple of hundred thousand dollars now, I say a couple of hundred thousand and people are like, yeah, dude, like who the heck has a couple of hundred thousand with real estate? It doesn't work like that. You got to look at a couple of hundred thousand dollars on financing amortized over 25 years. It costs you a thousand dollars on like when rates are at a 4%, three and a half, four 4%. Today, our interest rates are less than 2% like right. for five years. So every hundred thousand probably costs about $400 uh, a month. And so, for $800 a month, what's your time? What's your sanity worth, right? And so right. we're going to see, it always happens. People panic, people rush. We all get caught up in all this, like, oh my God, okay, I can live anywhere. But then let's see when offices open up again, because I think that's going to happen as well as as I run a, a team of 34 realtors. But our realtors and my business partner manages the, um, our, our realtors. They're kind of on the road anyways. My 10th support staff, though, they're yeah. all under my wing here at the office. They know, like, and I know, we got a lot accomplished for that first eight to 10 weeks during the lockdown as we all worked from home. But I knew I would never keep it like that. Why? Because I don't care how, how much people think that productivity can stay at a certain level working from home. That's the problem. It can only stay at a certain level. You don't have that 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 back and forth. And look, I'm getting 10, 10 times more done now that we're all kind of in the same vicinity. And so I think offices are going to start uh, and, and organizations and companies are going to realize that as well. They'll figure it out. Like if you need to be in a cubicle that's like bubbled up and glassed up, guess what? That's what the bigger companies and we have six major banks here. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. And if you want a job, you're going to have to work like that. And so, but then you have to drive to the office and then, and now we get back into what I was saying earlier. You're not going to want to live that far out. Yeah. All right. Good to know. So in, in sales, two big things that come up, rejection, fear, 
and the fear of rejection. So how do you, how did you get past the idea of fear and rejection? How do you work with either your, you know, your customers and clients about fear and rejection and how it not well, to hold well, you back? I, I think you did a great job there by saying like fear of rejection. Yeah. And, and, and I say that because it was very easy for me to deal with it because I realized rejection is kind of false, right? And what I mean by that is like, if I was going to ask you for a drink today, like let's go out for a drink here mm -hmm. and you said, no, I'm no worse off because I never had that drink with you anyways. Right. And so right. if you said, yes, my life just got better now. Yeah. I got what I want. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to have a drink with Yuri. I want to take him out for, for a drink. But when you say no, I will, I'm not any worse off because I never had it either, right, and to start with. And so once I came to that realization, I just, like, it, no never really, like, I'm very numb to no now, right? Okay. I just mm -hmm. know it's not right now. So in sales, when I'm, I'm, when I'm uh, on a phone with a client or with consultation and they say no, okay, great, let's move on. Yeah. Like, I don't try to sell anybody. In fact, there's a sign in my studio here that says removing friction. It really has a lot more to do with the fact that, that I'm coming out with, a, aside from the real estate book, I'm coming out with a personal development book and the title is removing friction, how to get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. But it also translates into when I had this sign, when I kind of came up with the, with the branding of this, it also, I want my, my team to see it on a regular basis, which is let's remove the friction of the sales process. So people say to me all the time, oh, Jazz, you know, you're really good at sales. And I'm like, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. But I've always known, like, I am actually not a good salesperson. I've, what I figured out, Yuri, is how to make mm -hmm. it easy for people to buy. Mm. So I just took out the like you got to buy seven Yuri. If you don't buy right now, like, like you, you're going to not, you're going to regret this and all that. Shit. I hate that talk. That's not who I am. I'm myself. I'm very authentic and I give people education. And I know now, now when I sit with people within the first three minutes, I know if they're going to be purchasing or investing with us or doing business with us in the next 30 to 90 days, yeah. within three minutes, I can tell. Okay. And if it's not, I'm not going to spend an extra 45 minutes trying to sell them on something. I just ask, hey, Yuri, is it okay if we stay in touch for the future? Yeah, awesome. Let's do that. And if you have any questions at any time, I have a new text community. You can text me at any time and I'll do my best to answer your questions. And that was my shameless plug for my new text community. And so <laughs> what, 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 what I've realized is, is by me figure, like by me kind of figuring out how, like, the, the speed that I'm able to now figure out if someone's going to do business with me or not, what, what mm -hmm. that's done for me is I can meet more people. So I'm about, let, I, let me meet as many people as I possibly can and then let the chips fall where they may. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. So with, with everything that you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received? Get, get a team. Um, I didn't understand it when people told me originally, uh, uh, like young, sorry, when I was younger, um, the importance of having the, a squad around you, as I call my, 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 my crew around me, the squad. Um, cause I'm really able to stand on the shoulders of giants right now. Um, I got, I got a group, a core group of 10 people that uh, would run through a wall for me. Um, and, and, and because of that, like I'm able, excuse me, to do this with you right now. Um, I don't have a computer. Like I haven't touched a computer in two years because 
I'm not a good, like I still type like this, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not a good speller. Uh, um, and, and so like, for example, I don't like to read long emails, right? I'm a, I'm a, please just put everything in the subject line for me. It makes things easier for me. Um, I have a hard time reading sometimes if it's too long, right? That's why I listen to audiobooks and podcasts. I'm right. able to do all that because the team around me. Okay. I'm able to do that because the team around me. And so I spend probably 60% of my day. I'll say, yeah, it's safe to say about 60% of my day. And I think if you ask my colleague, my, like my team members, they'll tell you the same thing on just checking in on them. Like what's going on, Luke? How you doing? What did you do last night? Oh, you slept early last night. What made you sleep early last night? Like what's going on in your life? Tyler been with me for six, seven, six years now, just had a baby. But him and I are going to go for lunch. Cause I called him yesterday. I said, Tyler, you were away, like, um, we were in lockdown, then you had uh, a baby, and so you took some more time off, your birthday passed, I just miss you, I don't want to be sitting in the office with you and talking, can you and I go for a drink, and so I'm going to be going, like, after this is done, in, yeah. in an hour and a half, um, we have a lunch date set up, so him and I are going to go for lunch, and I just want to touch base, I want to see what he's up to, I'm a big, I'm a big touchy-feely guy, and I might come across weird, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really about, like, let, let, let me get to know you more. I want, I know if, if my team is good, that's how I'm going to become more deadly in what, in what I'm trying to, to get done, but it's all because of my team. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Das, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to, you know, download your book, listen to your podcast, follow you online or contact you again, where are the best places they can go for all of this? Well, I really appreciate that, Yuri. Uh, the, really the one-stop shop for me is uh, uh, my website. It's uh, jazztakar, J-A-S-T-A-K-H-A-R.ca. You'll find everything that you mentioned there, the podcast, the book, uh, how to find me on socials. I'm very easy to find. Um, uh, but if you want direct uh, communication with me, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my, new, my new text community is really a cool place uh, for us to do videos together, audio files I send out. It's really more inspirational stuff, uh, but you can ask any of these investment questions. Uh, I'm, I man it. I have a massive squad, as I mentioned, but no one touches the text community. Mm-hmm. I have, as I mentioned earlier, I have two boys. I, my podcast was my third child. This text community is really quickly becoming my fourth child right now. And the number for that is 647-372-0126. That's 647-372-0126. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will put all of those in the show notes so people can join the text community, also follow you online. So again, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank so, you so much, Yuri. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to advanceyourart.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again and have a great day.